We have a guest here in the building here joining me tonight. Goes by the name of Willie Flea. Flea Steppa. What's going on, man? Welcome to the show. What's good, y'all? What's good? What's good, man? Appreciate you having me, man. Once I see sports and hip hop, I was like, oh yeah, this is my lane right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You played basketball early on in your career and you got some college invitations. I did um right out of high school. I was um I came out in that era where all the big guards started coming out, the six four, six five guards. So I was going to these tryouts trying to walk on. I went up and down Florida, bro. And all of these coaches told me the same thing. They was like, yo, man, you got so much talent. We just looking for size right now. And I'm just like, y'all cooked him, 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 and him. Get out of here. I don't need no size. But yeah. But honestly, bro, I had a couple invites to tournaments and stuff out of state. Um, and then I was doing all the lows, all of those, but I remember my big thing. I was like, yo, bro, I can't smoke weed and play basketball. And I really like smoking weed, so that's why I chose music. <laughs> but little <laughs> did I know, little did I know, <laughs> you really could smoke and play in the NBA. <laughs> is, is Dame your favorite point guard still? Um, I would say that, yeah. We ain't see a lot of him this year, but I just love the way he carried himself bro, on, on the basketball court. He's just unfazed, you know what I'm saying? A lot of point guards throughout who I've seen, they show much emotion ai was my favorite ai ain't really a point guard though. but ai you know all them guards coming up in the 90s they show so much emotion you know what i'm saying that dame is just very like yo bro y'all don't bother me. and i'm just here to play the game and that's that it's dame time <laughs> <laughs> you think the warriors are going to take it all this year or you think the celtics are i do it's the heat i do gonna, run. i do i i think the warriors man um one of my homies just checked me today he was like yo bro you had a real talking about Dallas and Miami. Ah, I got to come back and hold you to that. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to make another one saying how wrong I am. Because I was, <laughs> I definitely picked Dallas and Miami. But damn, man. I said if Dallas win tonight, though, it's it's it's, it's a little, it's, 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 we're shaking the bag up a little bit. You know what I mean? We're yeah. doing something <laughs> over there. I mean, I'm a Knicks fan, so I could care less about any team in here. But yeah. Yeah, I'm a Knicks fan too. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rough year every year, man. Can you believe every it? Year. I mean, just when we thought that we we're going to get back to the playoffs again, it was just a, a hoax right there. It just trapped us right back in. We was looking so good, man. Last time we was good was when we had Melo. That was it. I agree. We took I it for will. granted. Yeah. Yeah. We had care. We had the pieces. We got to the what? Conference finals that year, right? I think. And we just we blew it, bro. We had kid, we had all, we had she. That team had veterans Smith, over there, like, Tyson Chandler. You know what I'm saying? We had we had veterans over there, but now we got a whole bunch of kids, and it's just like, like I don't know, man. We need to go hire Jeff Van Gundy and start over. Yeah, sure, that's what I think. <laughs> I agree. I don't like Thibodeau. I never wanted him here. I I preferred getting Jason Kidd as a coach than Tom Thibodeau yeah, because yeah. we saw what Thibodeau did with Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose could have been the the, the best point guard of this generation mm -hmm. if. He didn't mm -hmm. burn him out and put him in that meaningless playoff mm -hmm. game and had all these ACL injuries. So, man, I, I wish we could do that over. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, yeah, but the Knicks, it's it's difficult, though. So hopefully we get some players right here in this year's draft. Maybe we mm -hmm. get lucky here and we trade for a big all-star like Donovan Mitchell. We, we never know, but... I heard he wants to come home. I heard yeah. he wants to come home. Um, I think we're going after that Asian that Asian dude, man. I've been because I follow the Knicks on Facebook and they post a lot on there. I think they're going after some Asian dude with they pick. I can't remember his name, but you know how that shit go. They love looking overseas for these. They do. Frank Nilakina, Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah, they must have a new scout. They must have a new scout over there yeah. going overseas. 
hopefully it pans out, man. But but we're all in the sports talk. I want to get right into your your career in music because you grew up in New York, you moved to Florida, but it all started on the acoustic and mix craft in your father's mm. living room on his mm. laptop. Brad, it really did. Um, on a Walmart microphone. Yeah, me and my best friend, man. I mean, it was something we started like towards my, it was the end of my senior year. It was like, you know what? Cause I always used to freestyle in school. It was always, I was always inclined with music. Always, you know, growing up in the nineties. That's just, you grow up, you walk at home, you hear, yeah, on the corner, you see people, you're like, man, what they doing? And that's how, that's how I got into the music and all that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I went, I started to watch like, I, how do I, I started to look up programs. I found acoustic cause the shit was free. I'm like shit, let me just see what it is. Had it on the computer. Um, I went to Walmart, found a USB mic, and the shit worked for like a year and a half, two years. Uh, after I took it out, I, I went from my father's living room because I started seeing how studios were built. And I'm like, all right, cool, I'm gonna do this. I gutted my closet out, bro. Took everything out, the hangers, the, the walls, the shelves, everything. And I'm like, all right, here go the booth. But I, it was so big in there that I was able to set it up. I left the computer out the thing because it was so hot. I had a screen here. And I had the female joint that stretched and connected. I had it mounted. I had another screen in there. So I never left the booth. And that's where I learned how to engineer because I never wanted to leave the booth. So I used to just be in there. I used to mix in there. Da -da -da. I punch in right here. Da -da -da. So that's how I learned. I learned how to engineer on acoustica, how to record, how to, you know, do all of that stuff. And then I had moved to New York in 2011. I did a mixtape with my bro. Um, we built a studio in his basement. That's when I really had to learn how to um, mix because there was nobody. We didn't have no engineer. The dude that was with us, he was, he had just came out of school, but he had his own stuff going on. So he couldn't really be around as much and we wasn't working. So we was waking up, going downstairs all day. The whole hood was coming to hang out with us. We was down there smoking, playing dice, CeeLo. That was just a spot for like a good year. Um, that's when I used to look over his shoulder, you know, see what he was doing, what buttons he was pressing. Then I finally took my own little like YouTube school course, learn Pro Tools. And I never looked back after that. I started recording myself. I started recording other people. I got confident recording strangers. And that's when I was like, nah, I could do this shit. Once you record a stranger, you're like, yo, I'm like, I bet I got this. Yeah, I got this. <laughs> so I started making bread off engineering, doing stuff like that. But yeah, um, after that mixtape, I came back here, um, built my studio again here. It's like every place I move, I built one, no matter what. And then yeah, it's like anytime, yo, oh, I need you on the feature. And they, they, my whole big thing is turnaround time. If I could get that back to you in a day, I'm doing it. Uh, other artists really love that. So being able to engineer yourself is a big help, big, big help. But yeah, Acoustica started me out, but now I'm Pro Tools certified. <laughs> <laughs> You're born from a West Indian family, so you were influenced early on because you were hearing reggae. So you're hearing mm -hmm. artists such as Gregory Isaacs, Dennis Brown, and Bob Marley growing up, and you didn't get introduced mm -hmm. to hip-hop until you were like eight or nine, and a major influence was Cassidy, but Mace was mm -hmm. one too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, as you said, my parents are both West Indian, so I grew up on mad reggae and soca, you feel me? And it wasn't until when I met my older brother, because my pops had a kid before, you know, my mom. I met my older brother. He was living in Queens. I was living in Brooklyn. I met him, and I remember one time, we was pick, we picked him up. He was we was coming back to the crib. My pops, me, him, and my pops was riding. My pops was bumping hot ninety seven. Feel me? And um, um, what was on? Um, what you know about going out head red red legs TV? And my brother just spitting the whole joint. I'm looking at him like, 
yo, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life, bro. And I'm just like, nah, I got I to gotta learn how to do this. And ever since then, that's when Mace became, I did the whole, bro, honestly, I ain't even really say this to nobody, but please tell the video I'm shooting next week. The um the tunnel scene they had in the shiny suits, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing that. Just oh, know, that's I'm fine. Doing You're that. going to bring back the shiny suits? Yes, I yeah. ordered it already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, bro, that 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 that's how influential Mace was to me. You know what I'm saying? So that um yeah, and my brother introduced me to everything. I remember we used to go to his house, we used to play NBA Live from dusk till dawn, bro. When we used to he put me on to um college dropout. Mm. That was my real introduction to hip hop. He, he used to play that shit from front to back, no skips. And I thought that was the hottest body of music I've ever heard until I heard Get Richard Dotron. Get Richard Dotron was fucking amazing from front to back. But those two albums at that age in my life, I'm just like, yo, nah, bro, I want to do this. You know what I'm saying? And then I started to dabble into it, whatever, whatever. And then, yeah, now I'm here. But Cassidy, yeah, my whole, my my AIM screen name was Young Cassidy One. I had another one called That One They Called Cass. I used to dress like him. I used to wear my hat like him. I used to, all his freestyles I had memorized. Bam, bam, couldn't pick it up. I had all little memorized, bro. <laughs> he wasn't telling me nothing about Cassidy. <laughs> That's still my guy. I know the, the accident messed him up bad, bro, bad. But that's still my guy because he's still trying. He's still putting out music. He got his own label. He making beats. So I respect it. That's still my guy, man. Before Willie Flea, you went by the name of Pretty Boy Jay. What was the reason for the name change? Growing up. Growing up, I felt like, you know, God willing, I'm still doing music at like 50, 55 on some MJ shit, right? It's like, pretty boy, Jay. I was like, nobody want to hear that shit, man. When you 60, 60, come on now. You know what I'm saying? If it's something they want to keep carrying on, like, oh, pretty boy, man. All right, cool. But yeah, Willie Flea, I like telling the story where that came from. Um, Any given Sunday, Willie Beeman. Um, that he was my like ideal he was an artist and an athlete that was exactly what i wanted to be he was a star athlete and he was the top artist and i'm like bro this is exactly what i want my life to be so that's where the name came from man when the whole flea wave came out i'm sure you know about that when everything was going yeah when when the whole what he say uh, flea in the G450 on yeah, my surface and everything. Yeah, bro, that shit is flea. So flea, I like that. You obviously know, but I explained to other people, flea is like a terminology of getting fly. It was it was like a lifestyle. That shit is flea right there. So, you know, I took the flea. So all my all of my homies, it was Willie Flea, Jet Flea, Flea Diddy. You, you name it. It was a whole bunch of us. So we all took names, ran with it. And that's where Willie Flea came from. Willie Flea, men. I used to go by Willie Flea, men. Sometimes I still do. That comes from Willie Beeman. So yeah, that's where that came from. So that's why the name changed. I had to grow up. That was the main, main, <laughs> main, main course. <laughs> You're moving out to Florida. How was that experience down there and networking? Because you actually weren't doing music at that time when you were on the move. Um, yeah, I was hooping. Um, and then yeah, the whole music scene, it was a little troubling at first because the type of sound they want out here is not something I provide. You know, I'm over here spitting bars, sounding like hove and shit, and they want I'm just like, I I don't do that. But over years, over the years, I've tapped into the trap scene. You feel me? Because it's like, I have to tap you. No matter where you are, you go to Africa, you better start making some Afro beats because you got to tap into where you at, period. I I advise that to any upcoming artist. Tap into where you at. 
um, started making the trap stuff. You know, I started doing the ciphers, and then the ciphers is what's really that's what really helped me out. Shouts to my homie H. Um, he used to he holds all the ciphers in Tampa, most of them. I used to hop on every single one of them shits, bro. And at first I used to come out like, ah, right, you know, I gotta spit, you know, I gotta show people I can spit. But then it's like, nah, let me perform my music. And I started to do my <clears throat> part of my RB, stuff like that. Um after the RB, I <clears throat> dabbled into the reggae. I just started to get more confident, you know, performing and stuff like that. So yeah, man, it was a little troubling at first. It still kind of is because you know you providing bars and some of some people out here ain't really they don't really want to hear that. They care they if that beat knocking, then it's like, all right, let me pay attention some more. Oh, he's spitting. Oh, let me pay attention some more. Oh, that hook hitting. Oh, this song fire. You know what I'm saying? As long as you got a beat and a hook, that's really that's what's gonna catch somebody. After that, giving them the bars. And I had to learn that too. I can't really start off with the bars. I gotta come up with something catchy. That's when I became like. You know, I started doing the hook thing and I just I started hopping on everybody's song doing hooks, hooks, hooks. And then um, yeah, and that's that's I go from there. I just built around where you at, man. You gotta build around where you at, tap in, and then give them what you provide. You know what I'm saying? Get on the bars on the trap beat. It's like, oh shit, this motherfucker, boom. You know what I'm saying? So stuff like that. So it was a little troubling at first, but once you get a networking and people start to know who you are, you start you showing up to other people's shows, you showing love to the DJs, the radio guys, you know. It's homework for the artist, you know what I'm saying? So after you do that and you keep a good face, everybody, they'll, go, they'll fuck with you. Definitely fuck with you. So after a good five, six years, I was, I had a good cement, you know, as far as getting shows and being paid for them and notoriety. Yo, flee, what up? So, yeah, that's always a good feeling. <laughs> Speaking of shows, you were able to open up for Juicy J at the time because the promoter that you were working with was doing some managing for you. Uh, My man, Neil. He was running Vibe Nation at the time. Um, I met him. I used to go to the club a lot. He was a promoter. He told me he had his little company going on. So, you know, I hopped on. And whenever he brought artists to town, he used to basically just throw me the bone, like, yo, bro, ha, da 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 And that Juicy J show, you know, it's crazy. Travis Scott is one of my favorite artists now. And he came on after me, and I didn't know who he was. I had no clue who he was. But I'm like, I was talking to my best friend because he performed with me. I'm like, yo, bro. Who the hell is this guy? He was climbing the production, all of this. I'm like, yo, who the? And now I'm over here at, at damn Astro World concert. Like, and I'm just like, damn. Every time I think about that, I'm like, bro, I really had to, I could have been on tour with him. You feel me? If I would have just, but that he was he was still coming up. I really didn't know who the hell he was. I knew who Juicy was. That show, that's why I love that show so much, is because it was such a surprising moment to see that. I really came out before Travis Scott, and Travis Scott rocked that shit. You feel me? I really didn't know who he was. But all oh, them kids in there, it was raving. And I'm talking about, damn, bro, they love this guy. That's when I figured out who he was. You also opened up Rodeo. Future, too, Cardi B. Future, Future was calm. Future was, it was kind of quick, and I opened up, like, way before he came out. But that, it was still calm, because I was at a great venue. Janice Live in St. Pete. That was a dope venue. Um, Cardi B. That was fire because I got hit up like a good week and a half before she came. And my dude Buckwheat from Radio Y941, he was like, yo, da 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 you got to do is sell so-and-so tickets. I said, what? All right. Sold them. Got on stage. I met DJ Nasty that night from We The Best. We still cool to this day. He actually just did my set not too long ago. We got a show in Orlando. Um, but yeah, yeah, that Cardi, Cardi, Cardi was, because that crowd, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, and yeah. That was a great show. I remember I took some advice from my best friend. He was like, bro, you got to start out with this song. Da, 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 da. 
and I, I, I put it on and I remember I seen the crowd reaction. I looked at him, he was over there like, and I'm just like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So that was a great time. Cardi was, Cardi was fun. As far as other shows go and performances, you could you also have the ability to dance. You did the beat it dance at the University of Tampa. Mm-hmm. That was I was so scared. I was so fucking scared, bro. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I was because we were there before everybody started following in. So it was me, and my cousin Enzi. Enzi, my Enzi was going there at the time. That's how I got the pull to get in there. Um so, you know, people started filing in. I'm like, I right. I seen it was only half of the gym. They had the bleachers on this side, you know, closed in. So I'm like, ah, right, there shouldn't be too much people. Bro, and I just started, they just flooding. I'm like, yo, it's at least 1,500 people in here, bro. It's packed. I'm like, damn, my nerves racing. I hit them. And they're like, I right, they introduced me. First thing I did, I put my hat way down. I'm like, I ain't looking at none of y'all, bro, because y'all going to mess me up. I ain't doing that. So I started doing my thing, the beat come on, bro. I'm sweating, my nerves going crazy, but I just like locked in. The nerves turned into like, you know what I'm saying? That that adrenaline. So it just the start. I remember I forgot like a move or two in this chick. She was like, you know, you forgot. I was like, yo, don't, don't remind me. But I I just kept it going. Da, 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 da. And then the crowd was going crazy, whatever, whatever. I'm just like, nah, bro. It was a crazy experience. Crazy experience. That that was dope. Dope. Insane. No, the, the, there, there's many talents that you have, and that's one of them. It's always interesting hearing about that. And it's just, it's taken off now to the own point that you got your own dance now. <laughs> yeah, man. Appreciate that. Um, Please step yeah, the flea step. I um, I just yeah, I put a, I put a, I put a few New York dances together. And just made it one, honestly. Um, <clears throat> and it's like getting sturdy now has changed from when we was getting sturdy. You know what I'm saying? We was getting that's why I respect Kid Wiz, because he's still getting sturdy the original way. You feel me? But now these kids is doing TikTok sturdy, just kind of throwing me off, but I'm tapping into it at the same time. But yeah, so you know, I threw the 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 woo walk and Philly Rock and calm little TikTok shit, the little two-step and yeah, bro. I just the confidence it's the confidence because i remember i made the song a couple of my homies like hey, you got me a dance with it and i'm like all right man, I'm, I'm gonna do it too <clears throat> and that was my whole purpose of the song like tap into these young the young crowd they 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 want a song they could dance to it's got a easy little step boom let's do that so i put that together and then yeah i took last year off i took it off and i just did mad learning mad seminars mad how to market where to market where to put your money because i'm like bro i've been doing this for a minute and it's like i'm tired of nobody hearing me so it's like i gotta put my money where it's supposed to go instead of spending so much on a video budget that to a certain amount start fluctuating more into the marketing and i ain't gonna lie bro i put my money into the marketing ever since this song dropped and this it's doing me well i'm not even gonna lie it's landing me here you hear me so <laughs> Um, it, it's doing me well. It's doing me well, man. I can't. Flea Step is, is doing this thing. I told myself I'm going to drop again once that song hit 50K and I'm like 10K behind. So I'm going to drop the video. I got I got songs lined up for like two years, bro. So I'm not even worried about that. Um, so yeah, man, that's that's the plan. You're a big R&B head. I know the 90s, 112 is your favorite group and that's even inspired mm-hmm. you to go on and make R and Flea. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, one Guys like 112, Chris Brown, Eric Bellinger is a big influence. He's very 
he shared me on his couple his page a couple of times. Um, a lot of these guys that aren't big, you know, my Spotify's full of R&B artists that just aren't known like that, and they got fire music, dude. And it's just like, dang, R&B. R&B. I remember it died for a little bit, but it came back. R&B really came back strong and hard. And I, one to but guys like one twelve is like I really like to tap back into that because they made everything. They made the slow RB you could cry to. They made the you could dance with your boo. They made the you could dance at a party. You they made the you know what I'm saying? And it's like that type of RB is just, you know what I'm saying? It's rare to find that from an artist besides like a Chris Brown or somebody that's really making all that type of popping or oh, Justin Timberlake or something like that. So that art that being able to choreograph dances together and sing you feel me guys like they 26 you feel me um all those type of you know that that's definitely the 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 motivation behind albums like Iron Fleet you know definitely I was like you know what man I've been doing all this rapping I'm gonna make a whole R&B album that was just experimenting I had the R&B album I had the Till tomorrow, till tomorrow. Got inspired by Travis Scott, um, and what, the patois that was all reggae, um, and pre-birth of the flea and all that was just you know my introduction. Yo, this is Willie Flea. I could do all of this. It was a whole bunch of mixes, but yeah, yeah, man, Arm Flea. That was <laughs> I had to say that was my favorite. That might have been my favorite project because that was the first one I did after being signed by myself. I put everything together on my own. It was me. My um, shout out to my guy Dev. He put the track list together. He sat. He did that for like three weeks. He was just messing with everything. Came out perfect. So yeah, man, that was like my first project. I did the photo shoot myself. Like everything, the cover, distribution. I was like, yeah, all right, I'm really on the computer for hours. You feeling all this metadata? Like what the hell? He did. Like, yeah, man, independent artist. It's, it's, it's work, but it's worth it because everything is coming back to you. You're not having to share nothing and wait for the label to pay you twice a year. Like, nah, bro, that, that wasn't it. <laughs> no, wasn't man, it. But, but you're working out here. What are some of the next major achievements this year for you? Because I know you're networking, especially, you know, shout out to Al Nice you know, for, her, for him connecting us. But what are some of the major achievements that you're looking to just get on the trajectory this year and put your career on the map on the mainstream level? Um, definitely bigger shows. Uh, because I always, I always feel, I tell people all the time, my shows are my best asset. That's when I could really show you what I could do. Because I could give you my shows. If I got enough time, I usually give you everything. I give you the bars. I give you the, the hip hop. I give you the R and B. So when you come on, I remember. Sorry, I don't want to take too long, but it was a, the last show I did in Orlando. But I tell you, DJ Nasty was that he had some people with him from We the Best, and this one dude came up to me. He was like, "Yo, bro, you can't be doing that." And I was like. And obviously he was joking. I was like, what you mean? You know, he was like, bro, you hit us. You started us off with the with the bars, the, the Lloyd Banks vibe. And then you went Bruno Mars on us. And I was just <laughs> blown away. And I'm just like, exactly, bro. I got to, I want you to lose pay, lose your attention. You hear a different song and you look back and he's like, wait, it's the same dude? And it's like, yes, it is me. And it's like, I love that effect, dude. You know what I'm saying? So being versatile like that is definitely a plus. Um, I definitely say today's it's like the NBA, bro. You can't if you come in playing point guard, you got to be able to play at least up to the three. Now, you know what I'm saying? You can't just play the one no more. If you come in playing a five, you got to be able to hit a jumper. You feel me? You can't. It's hard for you to come in just rapping and stick to just that unless you want some J. Cole, wow, nice. Even he had to switch it up. He had to start auto tuning and making music. You feel me? Because it's like 
you was losing it. You, you, you dropping albums and nobody was paying attention because they got tired of hearing the same old, you know what I mean? And then he, in 1985, woo, that was an album right there, bro. I was like, yeah, here go cold. This is, he tapped into something else. So, yeah, I mean, you definitely got to be versatile. Big projects for me is definitely big shows, man. I got stuff I'm working on around Rolling Loud time. Um, I got more shows cooking up in New York. I got the one up in Drum, at Drum, June 26th. That's going to be with Graf, DJ Trace. Oh, yeah, um, time. I, yeah, I seen y'all was connected. Um, King T-Rex, should be a couple other artists. That's going to be nice, man. If you cook them out here, pull up, man. For um, sure, man. So, yeah, that's that's just, just big shows, bro. Big shows and just keeping the music up, the monthly listeners up, all that stuff. No fakeness, no bots. I want... <laughs> In your yeah, mind, who would you say put the pressure on artists to be versatile in the game right now? In my mind, I Drake. think it's Drake. Drake. Yeah. There's no debate. <laughs> There's no debate. It's Drake, I mean... You could even I go mean, back. He, I, you know who doesn't get credit? And if you listen, he could do both, is Nelly. He kind of was like the yeah, original Drake yeah, in a way. Because yeah. you hear rapping on Air Force Ones and he's singing on his yeah. tracks. Yeah, yeah. He... And Flo Rider. Flo Rider too, Flo Rider, yeah. Ja Rule in a way. Ja Rule, he, you know what I'm saying? What would I be without you? Even 50, 50 was yeah. on his 21 questions was like a... You're not like me? Yeah, you feel me? You feel me? Like, if you if you look at 21 questions, that's like how cats rap now. That's what hip-hop is, like a little baby. You still be But if little baby would have did that with auto-tune. And if I'm a little bit, it is going to love me. It would just been... <laughs> That's why I like Young Thug though. Young Thug is one of my favorite artists because of that. He raps with a melody, and it's like that is I've never heard of that before. And it's just like he's man, free that boy, bro. But yeah, um, yeah, man. So yeah, uh, yeah. That's 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 what's going on. That's what's going on. Tory's tough too. He could rap. Yeah, yeah. Before he was on his singing wave. If people go back before he was hot, it makes yeah, the chick, the early chicks tapes, chicks tapes. Yeah, spitting, spitting spitting on so yeah i definitely say drake is the biggest i get big sean um yeah all of those harmonizing kind of i would definitely yeah t-pain even though he ain't really rap like that t-pain definitely a good rapper he just never he he could spit bro t-pain could spit. he's a very talented individual um but yeah yeah the, that versatility is a big pit bull pit bull switched his whole style up and took off yeah, like, so yeah <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, Willie Flea, what's next for you, man? Upcoming singles, upcoming albums. I'm sure that you're working on an album. Yeah, I was actually because Fabio just dropped. Because I remember when I first I got in my cousin car, my Enzi, my same Enzi. He was like, "Yo, you heard Fabio shit?" Yeah, I'm like, "Nah, just a couple joints." And the first thing I asked him, I was like, "Is it all drill?" And he was like, "Kind of, but no." And I was like, "Alright," because. I'm not against a, a whole drill album because I listen to the UK artists and you, most of their music, their albums is all drill. You feel me? So, um, so at first, but the, when I listened to it and I seen he was like, I'm like, all right, cool. I like this. So I'm, I'm thinking about a drill project because um, I got different, I got drill on B. I got, um, I actually planned to drop a drill on B song after this, but I just recently recorded like another. It's called outside and it's mm -hmm. real it's real outside it's real drill <laughs> everybody outside on the street it's so i might i might have to do that next because it's summertime i might save the r&b one for um later in the year i had a pop single 
I got, I got that. I'm it's all these songs are done. It's really just arranging the setup to release it. You feel me? Because now that I'm tapped into the market and it's like I can't just drop and not put money behind something. It's just gonna sit there. So yeah, I got, I definitely got. Like I said, I got songs lined up for like two years. Um, one of my biggest goals this year is to do more features, hop on other people's songs, hop into their crowd there. You know what I'm saying? So if I was to book a show in friggin' Oklahoma and I did a song with an Oklahoma artist, people from Oklahoma gonna know who I am and come out. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, that's the, I got a, our album is definitely probably in the works. Singles is definitely coming, at least two more before the year's over. Um, please step a video. Y'all should have that within a month. Um, yeah, so just more content. I'm gonna be doing more open verses, more freestyles, more dance videos, and yeah, that's 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 the plan for Willie Flea this year. <laughs> you capitalizing on TikTok with the Flea Stepper? I am, I am. They actually giving me beef right now. I'm trying to figure it out because every time I try to promote um, a video with like ads or whatever, and it has that song on it, it keeps telling me I have a copyright issue, and I'm like. I've written TikTok like 10 times, like, bro, this song is mine. What are you talking about? But now I'm in contact with the distributor so they could try and figure it out because I just peaked. Cause I just, I even tried to switch my TikTok to a business page and look for my songs and none of my songs was there. And I'm like, bro, how come like, and I'm trying to figure out why none of my songs is available for commercial use. So TikTok is weird, but I'm figuring it out. When it comes to Instagram though, yeah, that's that's Instagram is my 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 key contributor right now. Um, if you don't know, there's another app called Fanbase. Isaac K's son, he runs that. Um, it's a very good app for artists to monetize and make money. They he has like you could get paid just so somebody liking your your stuff. Like they could literally subscribe, and it, it's cool. It's cool. It's an app called Fanbase. I definitely think within the next two years, it's gonna be an app where everybody is at keeping up with IG at least for the music purposes um and art and business wise and stuff like that but yeah um yeah man who's an artist that you were able to meet in this industry so far or even open up for collaborate with in any sort of way that gave you the best most important game um I would say I my man AD the artist I met him obviously from networking in Tampa um he threw a birthday party one time at a barbershop. So at the barbershop, I got to meet all the barbers and who runs it, more networking. Um, he had vendors there, met all the vendors, more networking. And he surprised all of us there because it was mostly artists and stuff like that. He surprised all of us with a video call on a fucking projector from Mims. Mims was giving us gems, bro. I was in there on my notepad. Like, I remember, I remember, he, he, he said something, y'all take my number, anybody got questions, da, 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 da. I took that to the head. Within like a month, I'm like, yo, bro, da, 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 da. he giving me advice. And I would definitely say Mims is somebody in the industry that I could say, like, I could hit up on a regular day, like, oh, man, da, 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 da. if I got something going on and he's in town, he'll pull up. You feel me? I got that kind of relationship. I met Hollow, the Don one time. Me and him mad cool now. Um, anytime we see each other, it's all love. Um, I met Conceited one time um, in Miami. He was cool. Um, we still cool. He be coming to Tampa. He show love. Um, but yeah, yeah, those those three, I could definitely say I got connects with. You know, I can hit them up. They'll hit me back. 
Um, but yeah, you know, like I said, Eric Bellin just shared me on his page a couple of times. Um, you know, I've talked to a couple of artists on Twitter every now and then. Um, but yeah, yeah, I would definitely say Mims has given me the most game as far as like what to do, marketing. He told us about how he freaking just gave away. Um, this is how I'm hot. This is why I'm hot. He, he just gave it away. And, you know, Sony ate so much off of that shit. He taught us about all of that. So Mims, shout out to my guy Mims, man. AD the artist for putting that together. That's my guy AD. AD is the same guy that I told you earlier that checked me on the damn Dallas and thing. He, he was the one. Oh, yeah, yeah, shout out to AD. <laughs> that's my guy AD, man. Willie Flea, is that it? I think that's everything that we cover here tonight. Any, anything else? Yeah. I mean, yeah, man. I, yeah, we, 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 I think we covered a lot. We talk sports, we talk music. Now we just got to hope, you know, the Yankees or the Rangers, somebody give us a parade soon, man, because it's been real empty in New York. All yeah. we got is Labor Day, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Puerto Rican Day parade, that's yeah, it. Bro. I'm banking on the Rangers right now. Rangers looking good. Rangers looking good, but you know I'm in Tampa. These Lightning fans is OD out here. Oh, I so. hate the I hate the Lightning, bro. They crazy out oh. here, bro. They crazy. It's like everywhere you go, Lightning, go Lightning, go Lightning. They support their team out here. They, they, they do. do. But they what's do. what's terrible is that they beat the Islanders two years in a row. And if the Rangers win this series against the Hurricanes, what do you want to bet they're going to do the same thing to the Rangers? I hope now. I tell you what, I'm gonna go to a damn game though. I'm gonna go find me a Gretzky jersey or something. I'm gonna go rock it real proud in there too. Shoot, and, and the Yankees coming to town. They playing the Rays this week. I'm going. Oh. Yeah, let me. Yeah, we outside. Let me go get my uh Aaron Judge jersey real quick. Shoot. Yeah. Who's your football team? Uh, who you think, man? You giant fan? Giants. I, 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 I'm a Jets fan, so. Okay, I, I used to rock with them back when Curtis Martin and Testa Verde and Wayne Corbett and all of them was over yeah. there. <laughs> but I'm a Giants fan. I'm a Giants fan. Ever since we lost Eli and OJ, OBJ, it's just been kaput. It's downhill. It's just a, yeah. Yeah. But hopefully that they get back up on their feet. It's been years, but it's rough for New York sports. We, I like, I'm seeing Kaepernick go work out with the Raiders. I'm like, hello? Giants, Giants should pick him up. <laughs> what are you doing? Come on, just the whole the, the state that the, the, the fans alone will rally around him so much. It'll bring back New York football. You feel me? It's just dang. But the Jets are doing better than us, so the Jets the Jets probably gonna get back in the playoffs before us. Yeah, they they they, they had a home run draft this year too. I think there's yeah. be moving up on the trajectory. I mean, it's only been yeah. eleven years since they haven't made the playoffs, so it it's a long yeah. drought. But I can say it's this like as we, a Knicks fan, you know. I, I don't rock with the Nets. I really don't get the New Yorkers <laughs> yeah. out here that rock with the Nets. I really don't understand that. Yeah, it's I'll like, like I'll tell people all the time I'll root for them because I'm from Brooklyn, but I'm a Knicks fan. It's yeah. it, it's <laughs> I, I grew up on Derek Harper and John Stocks and Ewing and Oakley and Charles Smith Mason. and all them guys. You feel me? Anthony Mason and all them guys. Come on, bro. Spreewell, Allen Houston, I'll go man, Charlie Ward, Marcus Heisman Ward. Can be Van Gundy holding morning on the damn sideline. <laughs> come on, we, we were there for all of that, bro. The Nets was in Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, man, the, the Nets was good when they had Kidd and Carter and Jefferson. They was they was up there. They was getting to where they had. But I wasn't rooting for them. I never had a Nets jersey. I'm never gonna have a Nets jersey. Shouts to the Brooklyn Nets. 
kudos, but it's the garden forever. That's right. Next tape. That's it. Next tape, bro. Jeremy Lin, bring him back. <laughs> yeah, we should have kept them. Looking back on it, we should have kept them. We should have kept a lot of people, bro. Look at Reggie Bullock. Look where he at right now. And he was a Nick. There's so many Knicks that's like doing so much. Look, they we who we gave up? Trey Burke, Bullock. They all playing right now, bro. Yep. Uh, Porzingis. Porzingis, I don't care about. He's he's a little close. Yeah. <laughs> and we did Marbury wrong too. Oh, man. Even when he was in Jersey, we should have just, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was killing, bro. And, yeah, we, we did him wrong. But everybody did him wrong. He should have never left Minnesota. No. Honestly, they should have paid him. And him and KG, they would have built something. Him, KG, and Zerbiak, they would have built something over there. Zerbiak was a solid two, three man over there, bro. They would have built something over there, man. They would have had something nice over there. For I real. agree. Yeah, but Marbury, he's he's the hometown kid. It's unfortunate, but you know, next week we got to hope some of these teams. That's what I'm saying. Bank on the Rangers, and then the Yankees are having a because I'm a Mets fan, but they're having an amazing season so far. The Yankees, it's mm-hmm. it's shocked New York, but you know, need someone to win yeah. here, get the city back up here, get something to root for. We always do that. And the Yankees be starting up good, and the playoff time we fucking get smoked, bro. I don't understand it. We'll get to the playoffs and then get smoked. Crazy, it's been happening. I don't know, but I mean, the Mets are looking better too, though. The yeah, they, they are, they spent a lot of money, but it's always injuries with them. Like, they'll start yep. off hot, and then here come the injuries again. And and now we're banking on second and third, third string prospects yeah. to come in and save this team. And it's just unbelievable. But man, <laughs> let them know where they can follow you on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Willie Flea, right? At Willie Flea on everything, man. I'm I'm very humble to be able to say the easiest thing to do is Google me. If you Google Willie Flea, I'm gonna pop up like the first five, six, seven pages. You'll catch all my links, all my blogs, all where I've been posted, all my personal pages. Um, I think my personal Facebook even pops up. So yeah, man. At Willie Flea, everything, Snap, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube all the socials it's like a hundred of them now all your all your listening platforms amazon music pandora spotify apple music deezer wherever you listen to music at willie flea's there um yeah man check for flea stuff or use that sound put it in your tiktok put it in your reels shout to mad max man for having me shout to l nice putting this together keeping the new yorkers out here strong man you know how we do that's a fact. Shout out to El Nice, man. Anytime you need any promo, just let me know. You'll always be welcome on the show. Any singles you need in the rotation, I'll get them in for you too, man. Keep going out here. Keep grinding. You have a unique sound. It's always it's always great to speak to an artist that's doing something different out here because everyone's always following the wave. Be yourself. Yeah, that's the main thing. And you can tell that Appreciate by listening that, to your man. music, man. Appreciate that, bro. Yeah, when I come to town, man, I'm going to be there for like nine days, bro. Hit you up, man. Suit you up too because I got um, – my man, he throws a big tournament in Stevie Park in Brooklyn. You want to come out? It starts that weekend, the 25th and the 26th. We be having artists come out, like Fabio be coming, Maino be there. That's fire. Um, yeah, people be coming out. So the opening weekend is usually the most popular. So if you ain't doing nothing that weekend, bro, Stevie Park. Yeah, man, for sure, man. I'm looking forward to it. Just, just building the relationship. Keep going here. Keep, keep striving, man. I'm looking forward to everything that you achieve in the near future. Keep going, man. All right, bro. Likewise, man. We'll be in touch. Yeah, exactly, man. Enjoy the rest of your night, all right? Take care and stay safe. You too, bro. All right, we got to watch this game. Let's go Dallas. Exactly. Peace out, man. All right, bro. Holla.